Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. I want to talk to you today about blessing. It's your God-given advantage. Most of us as believers fall pitifully short of having any understanding any revelation of what blessing is, and that's due to our own ignorance, due to our own negligence. I want to ask you a question today. As you look back on your life, your relationships, your business, your health, your finances, all that you have been given, what is it that you can say the blessing of the Lord is the only explanation for this. What is it that you can say apart from my own ability, apart from where I came from, apart from my training, apart from what man can do unto me, the only reason that I am and have what I am and have today is the blessing of the Lord and there's no other explanation for it. You see, God desires you to have a revelation on the inside of something that He imparts to all of us as His children. A blessing is an impartation. It is something that a blessor gives a receiver, a blessee. It is something that somebody imparts to someone else. It is an impartation. It is something that has spiritual and tangible expression to it. In the first chapter of Genesis, we see right off the bat, verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them in his own image and likeness. Then God blessed them. First thing God did when He created Adam and Eve, He blessed them. What does that mean? He imparted something from Himself to them. Now let's see what is inherent in that impartation. Then God said to them, recognize how He imparted that blessing. He said to them, you've got a speaking God, be fruitful be productive, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. I am going to impart to you something that is mine. I'm going to give you an ability that in and of yourself you don't have, but I'm going to bless you with it. It is a blessing. It is an impartation. I'm going to take something that is mine and give it to you. I'm going to give you the God-given advantage of being able to prosper and succeed in that realm and in that area that I'm going to give you. It is a God-given advantage. You cannot 
possibly name all the creatures of the earth. You, poss- you cannot possibly have dominion over every creature of the earth. And I remind you that the serpent was a beast of the field. There was in that blessing, there was an impartation. I'm going to give you something that is mine that is going to give you a supernatural advantage. It is going to give you authority. You're going to have the ability in the realm that I give you to take dominion over that over which I have assigned you. My goodness. When you stop and think about your work and your business today, wouldn't you like to have the supernatural advantage of an impartation from the Creator? I'm going to give you that advantage. I'm going to give you the ability to do something in and of yourself you don't have. And I'm going to give you an authority that comes from me to operate in the realm that I give you. Not in another realm, but in the realm that I give you. I am going to give you advantage, authority, and ability. That's the blessing. Are you walking in that? Do you have revelation that there's something that your Father has created and designed and redeemed you to have that gives you a supernatural advantage in this life? Do you get up every day knowing today I've got a supernatural advantage given to me by the God of the universe? I have supernatural ability. I have ability beyond that which is in my natural training. My natural ability, my strength. And I have the, not only the advantage and the ability, I've got authority over everything that would rise up against me in the realm I've been given. So when the serpent approached Adam and Eve, they had been given the authority over the lies of that deceiver. They just failed to operate in the revelation and the release of it. How about you today? Do you have that God-given blessing? Do you have enough revelation of it that you operate in it? All of us operate way below our God-given advantage. It's the blessing. You say, yeah, but pastor, they, they, they blew it and they affected all of us through their own deception and their unbelief and their disobedience, they blew it. Did you know you're exactly right about that? But did you also know that they had children and grandchildren and Adam lived almost a thousand years on the earth? So it wasn't too bad, was it? But I got some great news for you. Turn with Genesis chapter 12. God got into covenant with a man named Abraham. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A covenant is a holy, irrevocable agreement. It is different from a contract. Contract has something to do with something this party does based on what that party does. A covenant is not based on what somebody does. It's based on who somebody is. It's your whole, you put your whole life into a covenant. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will what? I will bless you. Now let's break that word down. 
I will give you supernatural ability, supernatural advantage, supernatural authority. I will impart to you that which belongs to me. I will bless you. Supernatural ability to prosper and succeed in that which I have ordained for you, internally and externally. Your spirit, soul, and body, your relationships, your finances, everything your hand touches, all that you are and all that you touch, I'm going to give you my blessing. My blessing. My blessing. And notice what he says, I will, make you, I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. So I'm not just going to bless you so that you can become a stagnant pond. I'm going to bless you so you can be an ever-flowing river. I'm going to bless you so that you can receive from me and then impart to those I give you in your realm. So the blessing's purpose is to impart what is in the Father, the one who is doing the blessing. That's the purpose. But the receiver is to become the giver. I'm going to receive so I can give. I'm not going to receive so I can hoard. I'm going to receive so I can flow, I can give. The nature of the blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Did you know that, over, that, that the Bible mentions the word bless or blessing or its derivative over 600 times? Bible, the Bible is a contract. It's a covenant. You've got an old one and a new one. Can I ask you something? If you were sitting down to read a contract today and one word was mentioned 600 times, wouldn't it do you well to pay attention? God is into blessing. First thing he did when he created man was he blessed them. Did you hear the first sermon Jesus preached? Recorded there in Matthew, blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed or the merciful. Bless, 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 bless. What did he do when he had a challenge? He partook of the authority and the dominion and the advantage that the Father gave him. And the Bible says he took those five loaves and two fish, as Romeo told us about today, and he lifted them up to the Father. And the Word says, and he blessed them. What's the last thing he did? The Bible says standing outside a hill on the, on the outskirts of Jerusalem after his crucifixion and burial and resurrection, he was about to ascend to be with the Father. And the last thing he did, the Bible says, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. He imparted to them a supernatural advantage, authority, and ability. You've got it. It's in you. You say, I don't know about that, Pastor. That, that was the blessing of Abraham. Well, just in case you've been under a rock the last few years, turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. You say, Pastor, you're a little bit energized today. Let me tell you, this message is part of the fabric of my being. 
Galatians chapter 3. The whole discussion of chapter 3 is about how the blessing of Abraham has now come on the Gentiles. You say, but pastor, the blessing is, de is dependent on the obedience to the laws of God. And I've read it enough to know that there are curses on those who don't obey the laws of God. Well, I got some good news for you. None of us could live up to it. Look at verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse in our place. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Why did he take on himself the curse? Look at verse 14. So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Everybody say, that's me. In Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ? Well, then who, to whom does the blessing of Abraham belong? That we might become, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Through faith, the Holy Spirit's promise of the blessing of Abraham. Now skip over with me to the last verse, verse 29 of this chapter. And if you belong to Christ, everybody say, that's me. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What's the promise? I will bless you and make you great. I will multiply you. I, and, and, I, I will curse those who curse you and bless those who bless you. Hallelujah. You say, I don't know about that. Well, you better get to know about it because it is your birthright. The blessing of Abraham. So now how, how, how did that play out? Let's turn to Deuteronomy, back to your Old Testament here. I want to show you something here. Why is it, how is it that I would have that kind of blessing? Why is it that I would have in me, in Christ, remember now, Christ fulfilled all of the law. Everything that we had violated or ever will violate, Jesus took on himself the curse of the law to release the blessing. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 7. Why, how do I get that impartation on the inside of me in Christ Jesus? And by the way, if you read all of chapter 3 of Galatians, you would understand that the blessing was on to Abraham and his seed. And the Bible says, and it didn't say seeds, it said seed, that is Christ. And inherited for those of us are, who are in Christ is that blessing that has now been lived up to. For those curses of disobedience that has now been paid for. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 7, verse 6. This, the context now is talking about what you have in your covenant through your fathers, your spiritual fathers. Look at verse 10, chapter 6. So it shall be when the Father, when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, now, now understand that this is talking about the promises of Abraham. 
So go with me there to verse 6, chapter 7 of Deuteronomy. For you are a holy, special people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for Himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Do you know that you are chosen and special above all peoples on the face of the earth? You say, well, how'd that happen? Look at the next verse, verse 7. The Lord did not set His love on you or choose you because you were more in number than the other people, for you were the least, you were in the minority. But He chose you and made you a special treasure, verse 8, because the Lord loves you. And because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage. Do you understand that the covenant God made with Abraham is what the rest of the book is about? It's about the fulfillment of the promise God made to Abraham, you are very obvious New Testament absolutely verified you are a son and daughter of Abraham through Jesus Christ and what we just read there was if the if you are sons of Abraham and daughters of Abraham you are blessed in Christ Jesus who lived up to that holy covenant Wow, okay. Well, I want you to see something very, go back one book to, to, um, to Numbers chapter 6. How does that blessing get conveyed? <clears throat> How, if I have that blessing, if I have supernatural impartation on the inside of me, if I have God's ability, if I have God's, Authority, if I have God's advantage, how do I operate in it? How do I operate in it? You know what the problem with most of us is? Most of us don't have revelation of the blessing because we're still trying to define our life. We're still trying to define how God feels about us based on our present circumstances. Well, if I'm broke, I must not have the blessing of Abraham. Well, if I'm sick, I must not have the blessing of Abraham. Well, if I'm going through divorce, I must not have the blessing of Abraham. If I am, if, 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 we are defining what is true based on our outward circumstances, read instead of on the internal evidence of the eternal Word of God. And you see, You don't experience things from God that way. Here's how it happens. You get revelation of something from what God says, either through that written word or through the spoken word of the Holy Spirit. You get revelation of it. You choose to believe it. Usually, you get tested whether or not you believe it or not because all your circumstances usually line up against the revelation. 
And so you get revelation, you go through testing, and as you continue to believe and continue to hold on to that revelation, eventually, after that testing, manifestation comes. So you've got revelation, you've got testing, and you've got manifestation. That's the fun part. But almost at every new level of revelation, there's revelation, testing, manifestation. And boy, to walk in blessing, supernatural advantage, authority, and ability is worth it. Our failure to believe is because we get so absorbed in our present circumstances that we begin to allow the, the revelation of what God says about us to diminish based on our pain or whatever circumstances we're in. But I want you to see something here in Numbers chapter 6. How is the blessing, what is the vehicle through, what is the vehicle through which blessing is conveyed? Remember verse 27 and 28 of Genesis 1, God created Adam and Eve in his own image. And God blessed them. How did he do it? He said. He said. He said. He said. He said. The blessing is conveyed from a speaking God through the vehicle of words. Well, I don't really know about that, Pastor. Well, let me show you. Look at Numbers chapter 6. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later, when uh, the covenant people had decided that they didn't particularly want to be prophets and priests, God ordained the priesthood through Aaron, Moses' brother. And at the ordination, at the implementation of the priesthood, in the Old Covenant, I want you to see something. The Lord, verse 22, chapter 6 of Numbers, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way, what? listen to this, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them. You know what God's saying? This is how you do it. This is the vehicle by which there is conveyed from me to you. Say to them, verse 24, and you've all heard this. The Lord bless you. Let's stop and translate that. The Lord give you a supernatural advantage, ability, and authority from himself and keep you. The Lord watch over and protect you. The Lord not only supernaturally impart in your inner man something, but also watch over your outer man. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Do you know what that means? To look on you with favor. What if you got revelation every morning when you got up shortly after you were into your day 
What if you got revelation that your father was smiling at you? Out of his love and just being proud of his son or daughter. Would that make a difference? See, some of you still have that old religious idea that if you could just do enough good things, then he'd smile. Otherwise, The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That is, be full of grace. Be full of His ability and His favor to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Hallelujah. One of the greatest descriptions of this verse came to me via an old charismatic Episcopal priest. And he said to lift up His countenance is like this. Do you remember going to see your children when they were in kindergarten in a play? You ever notice how they were acting? They get out there, they're, they're, they're petrified. Their teacher has threatened them within an inch of their life that they had better not mess this up. And they're, they're standing there looking. They're looking for mom, dad, grandparents. They're looking. What do you think parents are doing? They're looking too. And when their eyes meet, the smile breaks. The lifting of the countenance. God's looking for you today. He was looking for you when you got up. Did you stop and acknowledge his presence? Oh, he loves you as his daughter and his son. It's the blessing. It's the blessing of God. We've allowed circumstances to deceive us into believing it doesn't exist. Yeah, but pastor, I messed up so many times in so many years. God didn't withdraw his blessing for you. Are you still in Christ? All the blessings are in Christ. Are you there? Thank you, Jesus. How is it conveyed? It was spoken. You say, yeah, but that was just way over there in Old Testament days when they had a priesthood. Turn to the back of your Bible to the very last book of the whole Bible, Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. While you're turning, I'm going to remind you what a priest does. A priest blesses the people, prays for the people, offers the people the elements to remember the Lord and His sacrifice, and protects the people. Revelation chapter 1. Verse 5, from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over all the kings of the earth. You thought presidents and rulers were in charge, you better think again. To him, 
Jesus. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And Jesus has made us, everybody say, that's me, talking about believers, and has made us kings and priests to his Father, to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever. Did you know that as far as God's concerned, you're a king and a priest? How are you doing with that? A king operates in the authority of the one who has granted him that authority. And it's not through an electorate, it's from the king. God has given you in his spiritual DNA in Christ Jesus the ability to have dominion in the realm he's given you. Not dominion over other people, but dominion over, over fear and worry and anxiety and over all who would come against you if you're operating in the righteous motives of the Lord. He has made you, in God's eyes, you're a king and a priest. You know what a priest does. Remember, what does a priest do? Pray for, intercede. Protect those under his prayer covering or her prayer covering. And bless. Remember what we just read? What was, the, what, what was the role of a priest when God instituted it? You shall impart blessing on the people. Blessing. Now, if you go to a spiritual priest and all you do is get beat up, you can do what you want to, but if I'm you, I'd go find somebody else. It's up to you. Priests were to feed the word and pray for and encourage and protect, but most of all, bless. Wow, wow. So here, here's the question I have for you. Are you a carrier of the blessing? See, you can't be a carrier if you're not a good receiver. See, you've got to receive something before you can carry it. Most every day of my life these days, I'm asking God, give me greater revelation of how you feel about me. Give me greater revelation of the blessing, O oh God, the supernatural advantage, authority, and ability that you have imparted to me, not only by creation, but especially through salvation in Jesus Christ. How are you doing carrying the blessing? Did you know that God's desire for you is to get greater revelation of it so you can be a blessing? He wants you to receive greater revelation of it in your inner man so that you can carry it to others that he puts into your life. How are you doing with that? Here's a question for you. If you'll stop and think for just a minute about your life and all that's involved in your life, I want you to think about your health, your finances, your work, your children, your spouse, the, the, Everything that God has given you. Have you asked the Lord for enough revelation of how he has blessed you that you are able and willing to release that blessing on those he has given you? Do you bless your wife? Do you ever tell her she's the best thing ever happened to you? 
Do you bless your husband? Do you ever tell him, I know it is incredibly difficult for you to bear the responsibility of the oversight of this home and our well-being, and I want you to know I admire you. Do you ever bless him? Do you? You'd go a long way. What about your children? Especially when they mess up. Do you ever speak life to them? Do you ever tell them how precious they are to the Lord? Do you ever tell them how bright a future the Lord has for them? Do you ever tell them they're doing good? Well, they're doing so many things bad, I just can't. You can find something they're doing good. It's called blessing. It's called blessing. And can I tell you something? Your children are a whole lot more apt to receive correction from somebody who blesses them than they are to someone who is always finding fault. It's true. Blessing. It is an impartation from God Almighty. It's an ability. It's an authority. It is an advantage in this life. Those of you who are business people, can I ask you something? Do you go to work every day knowing that in you there dwells as the seed of Abraham, there dwells a supernatural advantage? Well, I don't have the degrees. I don't have the experience. I don't have this. I don't have that. Won't you quit focusing on what you don't have and start focusing on what you do have? It would help you. Did you know that if you'll just get revelation of how your Father loves you and desires to bless you, when you get revelation of that, you go faithfully through that testing, you get into that manifestation. When, when the Father says, I want to bless you, what about your finances? God tells you, I want to bless you and multiply you. I want you to be able to give. You know what? Pretty soon, when you get revelation of that, you're going to have a testing. You're going to have a testing. The Father says, now, are you going to tithe off that? Are you going to do what I tell you to do with that? You're going to have a testing. But if you get revelation of the blessing, it will give you the energy to go through the testing into the manifestation. Into the manifestation. The blessing of God. You are a receiver of that blessing. Are you blessing those around you? What about those of you I just spoke in business? Do you ever speak blessing to your business or your practice? Do you ever speak blessing to your business? That supernatural, magnetic, irresistible power that is in blessing. Did God give you that business as a ministry? Did He? So He wants you to flop at it, right? Do you ever bless your business? How do you do that? We just said it. It is spoken. It is released through the spoken word. I didn't make that up. That's in the word of God. Oh, I want to tell you something, my faith family. 
This was not to blister you. This was to tell you how many years I lived below the blessing of God in ignorance and negligence. Ignorance and that if you don't know about the blessing, you're not going to receive it. Negligence, when you do begin to walk in that blessing, do you know what? If you leave your doors and windows open, a thief can still get in, even though that wasn't your intention. The ne- oh, God, give us revelation, and may we stay with our eyes on the fact that we have that supernatural advantage from a God who loves us and calls us a special and holy people. Out of his love, he did it. We didn't earn it or deserve it. The blessing of God. And I close with this question I asked you at the beginning. Think about your life, your business, your family today and answer this one question before you go. What about my life can only be explained by the blessing of God. Only. What about my life can only be explained by the blessing of God? Think about the people God's brought into your life. Think about the resources He's given you. Think about the abilities He's given you. What can only be explained by the blessing of God? And get into an attitude of praise and thanksgiving. Let that become the atmosphere of your inner person, that praise and thanksgiving, the blessing of God. Well, let's pray together. Father, I pray that that which is true in you, that which flows out of your heart, the impartation of your love and grace, couched in blessing. Give us greater revelation of it, Lord. Enable us to see it in your word, to believe and receive it by faith, regardless of our circumstances. Thank you that there is no circumstance of life that your supernatural ability is inferior to. Thank you, Jesus. that those who hear this word in this venue and around this world that your Holy Spirit will pull the curtains back in their inner man and reveal to them how much you love them that they are blessed and that no outward circumstances or lie from the enemy would deceive them or keep them from believing and laying hold of that blessing tell you something you're going to have a challenge to this message you will have a challenge to this message it won't take long your circumstances are not going to line up with this message here's what's going to separate the champions from the also lands will you believe it based on the word of God and the internal evidence when there is no external evidence will you believe it then 
eventually what becomes great revelation will become manifestation. Most immature Christians want the manifestation before they believe it. It doesn't work that way. Faith is the assurance, the absolute certainty of things hoped for and evidence of things you don't see yet. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And that faith comes by hearing, hearing His word. I plan to finish this next week. Hope you'll be here. Father, I pray your blessing. Your mighty impartation from yourself. On this, your faith family. Thank you for the joy and the honor. Bless them today. In Jesus' name. Amen. We'll go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.